You're listening to Putting Up with Aaron Michael Marsh. Point. Speedway sounds like it was the speedway to the other end of town, and Broadway is always like the, that's a main road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Broadway's headlights, you know? That's where the neon signs were back, back when they had neon signs. The, exactly. Yeah. I love neon signs, by the way. Dude. Okay, so do I. Huge fan of them. Have you been to the Neon Sign Museum <sighs> in no. Glendale? No. It's in Glendale? Well, the biggest one is it's in, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, that's And that's a great to. one. Yeah. But in Glendale, they took a bunch of the ones that were in Los Angeles, specifically downtown Los Angeles. They don't know what to do with those signs, so they ended up in Glendale Dude, at the Neon I Museum. I might be going this week, man. Dude. I'm upset. Like, I love, like, I would love to do, I obviously put some at the, at the studio, but I would love, like, some like my man cave that I like dream of. There's gonna be like, but I I don't like too many in one space. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, but that's weird. It is. But I saw this. I saw this neon uh, builder on like an HTV TV whatever. I can't even say it. Yeah, her husband was. She the entire house glue, and I was like, that is annoying. Like, how do you <laughs> even walk in there? And everything was neon. I was like, that's too much neon. Got to accent it properly. Yeah, yeah, no, no, neon's an accent. Yeah. It's like back in. Like Popeye's days, how every sailor had one tattoo. Yeah. Every building is allowed up to one neon. It's true. It's true. I, I like that. Yeah, you get one tattoo, and it has to be on your arm. Tucson <laughs> has great neons that are still up, and if the business doesn't match the neon, they keep the neon up. See, but that's what I like. To, I love that. And I agree with you, because even look at uh, Laurel Hardware over off of, uh, they, they had the original uh, sign on yeah. Santa Monica. And it's like, it's not even a hardware store. And but they they leave the neon and everything on it because it's like there's a hardware store in Tucson that has the sign up because it's like a great old looking sign. It's an apartment complex now. I mean, you. I, I'll, I'll be real. This it's it's way better branding. It's it, everyone knows next it's to it. They built an Ace Hardware next to it. <laughs> what? <laughs> that happened while I was living there. That's like hilarious. they're like building something. Like what are they building? Like Ace Hardware. It's like well, there is the hardware sign that we all know. <laughs> that's right there. That's so funny. You're like, well, I've been trying to get into this hardware store forever, but it doesn't look like they even have anything. It's, oh it's yeah, an it's like whoever complex. was trying to figure out like what do we put with this spot, and like then someone rolls up and like I need a hammer. Like that's an apartment complex. They're like we'll sell hammers. <laughs> <laughs> I got an hammer. How much you want? <laughs> it's it's uh yeah. The neon signs, I I, I, I I saw the one in Vegas. Um, that's always been a huge drive to go out there and see that. Just because Vegas is neon More than central. Vegas. What's that? More than actual Vegas. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, more yeah, interested yeah. in those signs than I am into gambling and stuff. Oh, same. Vegas is such, you know, it's like, hey, you want to go to something that looks like Disneyland but has none of the things you like about Disneyland? And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Well, and then you get there and it's just like, hey, you know how you don't like drunk people? That's all we got. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know, like pretty lights and good uh, outdoors. Once you get in, it sucks. Smoke yeah. and, and you know a lot of like shitty feelings? sounds. We got rid of them. It's all hectic. Everything's hectic. We got more change and loud beeping noises and ding, 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 ding going on than you'll ever yeah. want. You know what's crazy? We have so many lights, it's dark, even inside. <laughs> and all the lights are on. Every light's on. It's insane how many lights we have, and it's still dark everywhere. And you're like, what is going on? Vegas is the biggest mindfuck because it's like we are going to combine one of the most like tranquil places such as like the Venetian. Like if I yeah. was in Venice along the, oh, peaceful. It's really funny. And yeah, the, exactly. <laughs> the Venetian's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Someone getting ran down, tackled by a police officer or something. <laughs> like, good Lord, I am not in Venice. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting married. Yeah, I'm getting married. 
I love uh, I love Vegas for what it is, but hate it. I love it for what it is because, like you just I like said, the concept. But I also don't like to stand in the middle of it. I don't go in. I don't go into Vegas and try to have the same Vegas trip that most people I think go to have. I go and my, with have my. Ever had one of those? It's awful. I've had no. I'll be real. I had. I've had all awful uh, Vegas trips besides the last one that we went to for my birthday. Okay. Uh, but we didn't plan anything, and just everything was gifted. I think that's the problem. You cannot plan shit in Vegas. Go there and don't have any expectations. Oh, it's not for people who plan well. Right. Well, it isn't, obviously. Because everything's clearly. like, hey, do you want to get in a helicopter right now? We'll fly with the Grand Canyon. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? I'm just walking here. Yeah, like, yeah, we're leaving five minutes. Figure it out. Yeah, if it was something for people that planned well, you wouldn't need 15,000 people handing out brochures and, and, and yeah, tickets and, yeah, and doing everything. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't need that. They'd be like, no, I know. I can't. We got a guy that. that looks like Michael Jackson. You're like, I don't need to see that. <laughs> No, no, no. We're telling you, you got it. Well, maybe I do. Maybe yeah. I do. So I heard they're getting rid of uh, Elvis. Did you hear this? You can't, you can't impersonate Elvis in Vegas anymore. So all the wedding chapels that had Vegas are getting shut down. Okay, so I'm a huge fan of Elvis, and I actually went there once to do an Elvis trip. There wasn't much of Elvis left there, anyways. I I agree, um, and I do remember when I was younger. Oh, you went to do an Elvis trip? Yeah. Because, oh yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I went to the Hilton because that's where he performed. And they have a statue, but that's the only thing. I did thing. not know that. So where's the Hilton in Vegas? It's off of the Strip. If you go way down towards the south side of the Strip where there's like Circus Circus, you look yes. to the right, there's this Is weird the big white building, and it has like this gold, like, it looks like a one jack that you would play with like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That jack is the Hilton sign. Mm. And if you look at the old like live Elvis things, like that's the yeah. exact same sign. Wow. Yeah, it does, the outside looks the same as Elvis's heyday. That's cool, though. You kind of want to keep that. That's Yeah, because that other street was more impressive back in Elvis's day because that's where the Sands was and stuff. And so That was the main part of the strip. Yeah, and right he there. was the main dude. At that time, there wasn't a lot of giant entertainment, and he was the one that pitched the idea of, what if I just stayed here and the tourist came to me so I could have a semi-regular life? So once he left, which one of the cool things about his spot, Barry Manilow was in it when I did the trip. Oh, dope. Yeah, and the Star Trek experience was there, which didn't have uh, vegan food, and I was vegan at the time. And my buddy that was with me was like, are you telling me there's not vegans in the future? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't make it. No, they don't. <laughs> and uh, they, um, let's say about that Elvis thing. Oh, so there's a, he has the suite on the top floor, which is where Barry Manilow was living then. I don't know who's in that spot now. Right. And there's an elevator from there down to the green room of the Hilton, so literally, you're oh built for God. Elvis. So Elvis didn't have to go Ever. through the casino at any point. And also, it's like if his daughter was with him, he could just be like, "All right, Daddy's gonna do a show," and then like put her in the elevator, and she can go upstairs and spend the rest of the wow. time. Wow, yeah. How awesome would that be? That's a, I mean that that's a move, man. Could you imagine if we had a uh, like a comedy club built that like, well, it wouldn't be. I could just see. I see it opposite. I see his house being the green room, mm-hmm. and green room's upstairs. And it's like, oh, I gotta go downstairs. I'm on. Beep. You just end up and you're down like backstage. That'd be awesome. End up backstage. How? What a flex. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of Elvis's big flexes. that's still there. Yeah. No. No doubt. That's. But crazy. also outside of that, there wasn't many Elvis impersonators. I saw one that was like a 400 pound guy, and he was like claiming he was the fattest Elvis impersonator. See, I like that. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> he's like, I have nothing to give you besides I am the fattest Elvis. And you're yeah. Like, cool. I mean, he was in a chair the whole time. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. If his legs are sturdy enough to do it. Like he was a huge guy, and it was like in a restaurant that was packed. Now, did you go out looking to see as many as you could? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
did, uh, what was there your was final a point, count? There was a trip that I did where I saw Stevie Wonder and Prince play a concert. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fucking... I mean, I went there for that because I was like, that concert exists. I'm going. And so I saw it. That's amazing. And then I realized I've way more interested in seeing the impersonators than the people. Not that those people aren't amazing. No, not at all. But, but also when it was just like, did you want to see Barbra Streisand impersonator and Neil Diamond impersonator for $15? Oh, it's so funny. You're so like, right. Yeah. yeah, I do want to see that for $15 more than $150 Cirque du Soleil. Nothing wrong with Cirque du Soleil, but $15 is a big discount. It is. And when you, got, when, when you realize that I could do food after this, I now have 20 bucks. They do a dinner show. That's the whole oh, point. So 15 is just for the entertainment. Oh, wow. And yeah. so you're like, yeah. I'll have the prime rib and I'll watch the Neil Diamond impersonator. Yes. And I love Neil Diamond. And it's also, he's cheesy. And to be like, I'm the cheesier version of cheese. You're like, oh, I'm, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> who would be, who's going to be, who are they going to be impersonating in our like generation, you think? I already know. Who? Britney Spears. No. You, well, you, well, she was there. You're right. And Elvis was there. Share. I mean, she's not only gonna... two weeks older than me, so I consider her my generation. Yeah, she is, right uh, on the and she and she left just recently, Vegas, right? Yeah, she's not there. So, but but I'm saying that now that she's not there, impersonate Britney Spears all day. Impersonate Dolly Parton. They should be doing that. Yeah. Um, they're gonna be impersonating Lady Gaga. That's true. That's true. Someone that's super well, and you're right. Uh, yeah, Christina Aguilera. Um, people good that luck were, impersonating her. Well, you're not gonna you're not gonna do a good job. You could get... Uh, now, if you were to tell me that about Michael Jackson before he died, I would believe you. But then after he died, so many decent impersonators came out. You went, oh. Well, because... Because it's way harder to be an original than it is to impersonate. Oh, 100%. You're right. And and, and if the, and if the impersonator that you're impersonating... Not the impersonator that you're impersonating, maybe. It kind of sounds like he wasn't who he was. But you would be able to... He has so much material to work with and how mm -hmm. to like perfect it. It's so true. Because it's like... Just try to impersonate somebody that has a one-hit wonder. That's not fun. It's not. No one knows what the fuck you're doing. Sir Mix a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the Sir Mix a lot impersonator. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like my favorite one-hit wonder. Yeah, I'm the girl that does. What if God was one of us? No, um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know her name. You just say yeah, that. I'm the Joan Osborne impersonator. <laughs> uh, I do it on the bus because yeah. it's appropriate to the song. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a you got a full bus. Yeah, I know. It's really if I don't have the bus, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it we also work. do a tour. Of <laughs> yeah. What if God was in Vegas <laughs> and one of us? Uh, I love that. Oh, I don't know. I'm supposed to go to Vegas this year. Why? Uh, I I think we're well. As I'm saying this, I'm going to Vegas this year because my cousin's getting married in Vegas. That's cool. I never go without a reason. You have to give me a reason to go. I'll go. Well, we're gonna go because we're. It's gonna be a meeting point, and usually. And things have been changing, like, drastically recently. But we were all like, oh, it's cheap to go out there. It's cheap. Dude, prices and flights, everything is like, no, it ain't that cheap anymore. Because really? of the times, the yeah. The point it was, of Vegas was it was like, yeah, you go because every ticket's 100 bucks, no matter where you are in the country. Exactly. One of my best friends who I used to hang out with all the time out here moved uh, back home to Boston. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. You meet in Vegas. Exactly. And so you're yes. like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm not sure I want to go to Boston. Because you live with your parents now and stuff, and so it's like, I'd have to figure out all that. That's exactly what we do. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to stay with me here in my one room. Like, no, like, it would be way easier for us to figure it out in Vegas. And usually, my boy from Michigan would do the same thing. We'd be like, hey, let's just meet in Vegas. Usually we try to do it during, like, 
some event, like you're saying, like either like a March I Madness. I did it for SummerSlam. Or, ooh, that's see, that's good. Yeah, SummerSlam was in Vegas. Pick we a tickets. concert, pick a concert, pick an event, yeah. and then you both meet there. You get to experience that. You get to stay in a cheap hotel. Mm-hmm. My thing is like, I still believe, and I'm and I'm, I'm a firm believer in this that I think I could go down there and find a room for under fifty bucks. It, I just have to look. Because okay. it was it was only two weeks. Yeah, I mean, t- probably three years ago. That Have I you heard my bit about how I stayed in a hotel room for eighteen dollars? Oh God, no! It's not worth the eighteen dollars. Like it was. But I used to stay at the Luxor and like the uh, Circus and, Circus. It was where the room was. I, okay, the eighteen dollar room was Circus Circus. I've been. I have it stank I, like cigarettes. It's bad. It looked like a murder scene, and I was like, Were oh. you in like one of those tower, uh, the big towers in yeah. the back? I, I we've stayed there. Uh, like Dude, we used to it do was baseball not, It was not a good experience. It's not. And then, like, because you're like, don't you go to your up room in that. And then, like, you wake up and then you go back down to the casino and you're like, I can't believe I liked this as a kid. Look at this. Was this cool as a kid and decrepit now? Or was it scary then, too? No, it's, it's, it, it was cool as a kid. It, it was cool it, as a kid it was. if you're in the 60s. Well, well, was it cool as a kid if you were, because we, we used to stay there and then we'd play baseball tournaments. But yeah. it hasn't really been updated since. And the, updation, the updates that they do are not inside the rooms. They update maybe the entrance that a little weird bit. circus area. Yeah, exactly. The areas that. The rotating bar. You can, you can, yeah, you can, you can fool people. Yeah. Right, For, but once once you've bought your ticket, bro, good luck. Go to your room. That thing's you're stepping back in time, and it is not clean. Yeah, no, because there was it was not clean. There was a weird like filth feel over everything, and I was like, should I just go sleep in my car? The air smells different. Yeah, you, you can't open the windows as far as you'd want, which is basically all the way, and just let this thing. Let me leave. I'll come back. Hopefully, this thing. Yeah, does... I lived at a YMCA for a bit. It felt like going back to the YMCA. <laughs> yeah. Like, the only difference is I was like, well, at least I have my own shower here. But, yeah, like, true. at the Y, it was like, you said, like, oh, no, there's group showers. Yeah, I can't do group showers. It was showers. the closest thing I've had to a prison experience. That's pretty, yeah, that'd be pretty close. Mine was. I would wake up at 3 in the morning and shower um, because nobody was there. Oh, but I lived in a halfway house when I first moved to L.A. for price reasons. And yeah, I wasn't at the YMCA because of any other, it's money reasons. No, but YMCA <laughs> I mean, I guess it was in Phoenix. In Phoenix, you can just rent a room at the YMCA, like the song. That's crazy. Yeah, you can do it for the. They have daily prices, weekly prices, monthly prices. How much is a month? Um, it was cheaper than an apartment. Okay, so it makes sense to do it. Yeah, mine was like four hundred and thirty-five dollars to share a bunk in a room that had four people in a house that had twenty, and five of us were just actors, and the rest were like. Coming out of rehab, this is their little sure. jumping point. So, only rule had to be sober. I was like, "Cool, I can't afford to come out to LA any other way." Yeah, uh, and I lived there, and that's that's probably the closest. Like you, you start realizing like some of you guys are n- like, dude, uh, oh yeah, uh, no, off their rocker, dude. I was like, dude, okay. Oh, you know, I did it because I got a week long job in Phoenix, and I was like, I want to live as cheap as possible, make the most money as possible, and get out. I saw an apartment in Tucson. I was just in Phoenix for the week, and I just wanted to be cheap. Um, but some people definitely lived there, and they don't have a plan on how to get out of there, and their life is not good there. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it's not a place that you want to stay. If anything, it was a motivator to make sure I get something. I only was there for like a month and a half. Um, but it was, I mean, gave me the opportunity. Yeah, I did it a couple times because I was working, I was selling drinks at baseball stadiums. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, and there's the spring training. Doing well, that? that's why I started because yeah. I spring training in Tucson. I worked it, made money, and then I had a job that during the summer would be off. And every now and then, you know, like 
you try to pay all of your summer rent immediately and then be like, okay, I have $800 for three months, but every bill's paid. And then sometimes you're like, I need another $400. I'm going to go to Phoenix and I'm going to work a couple of those baseball games, make a couple hundred bucks, come back down. So when you went and worked the spring training, um, were you a part of the actual uh, crew? Were you like a, almost like a catering crew where they can hire you to come in? Or no, were you everyone was down there? That's what, okay, so you were down there. Like, I was hawking drinks independently. How would you do that? Uh, in the back? Because like, I I, I, my sister worked for um, a catering company, but it was for the players. So okay, after they no, were no, done. for yeah. the people on the stands. That's dope. So, so okay. So I did it on a couple different levels. Okay. So the first one I sold was for Mocha's for Common Grounds for a cafe I ended up working at for years. Okay. But during the gem show, they would sell them in the parking lot. And because they were selling successfully at the parking lot, spring training was like, do you want to sell coffee? You want a coffee kiosk? It's, we already have it here. Just roll it in here. And two weeks later, spring training starts. You'll make a lot of money. And they did. And they made like 20 Lattes or mochas at a time, like 10 lattes, 10 mochas, and I would walk down with ice lattes, ice mochas, and sell them. Shut the fuck up. At the game? At the game. Oh, how smart is that? I've never seen at any of the games out here, coffee. Yeah. Oh, dude. I sold a lot. I mean, like, so it would be like... That's wild. So if I... I think I would sell somewhere about 300 drinks a game, and I would... They purposely made the price, like... I want to say it was like... 325 or whatever. So you'd get a five, you'd always get so a dollar. It was more like a 75 cent was the average. And then every now and then, like a dollar 75. Would right. Because like if they give you a five, they're not going to ask for change. If they Yeah. And if I sold 300. That would usually mean I walked out with like 150 wow. tips. And then and on you're not the even other making side. the drink. You're just having to go yeah. and walk. The, I mean, that is, a, that's a job in itself. But I would, much. I don't remember tipping other people out, but I must have. I think I must have. I did. <laughs> right. Like, There's no way I didn't tip out the baristas that would be making that. Because they would make it, literally, they would take a gallon of milk, they would pour out a couple cups, and then they would sit there and fill up so much espresso. Yeah. And then they would put it in the gallon, and then they would shake it up, and there was, um, in coolers in the back, a bunch of gallons of lattes or mochas where they would just make it by the ton. And so, so I could smart. sell it. So smart. Yeah, they would do it before the game. So before the game, they're sitting there making all of it for me and then icing it up, and then I would go out there and sell it. You gotta do this, dude. Let's bring this. Let's go. Let's 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 make this thing happen yeah. and pitch it to Dodger Stadium. They don't have coffee at Dodger Stadium. If they do, oh, you have dude. to go to the bar. Oh, I would I would do that tomorrow. I would quit my job and start doing that. All we but we wouldn't walk the stands. All we would do is set up the no, kiosk. Exactly. No, yeah. set it up and hire kids. To yeah, because it was. Intensive, like physically, to go Dude, up and down all those stairs, carrying that all that stuff. That's heavy. Well, that was the thing. It is heavy when you leave, but also it gets lighter as you go. Yeah, true. Because then true. I did eventually sell lemonade, and then I once I turned twenty one, because this is how young I was, mm-hmm. I had to wait till I was twenty one to be able to serve the beer. Yeah, and I thought when I got to serving beer, I was going to make a lot of money. But what is the most common vendor you have out there? It's beer. When it was lattes, I was the only one selling latte. I was the oh, only one selling that one I'm product. Saying, so if I would, I would just do one walk around and sell like twenty, and then go back. The beer guy but stuck beer, with all his shit the whole time. I would sell, yeah, I would sell maybe like eight trays of the lattes, but I would only sell like two cases of the beer because everybody's got beer. They do, and and it's, and you go to the bathroom every other you, aisle exactly, and you go to the bathroom, you pick it up from the stand on the way back. Yeah, the coffee you couldn't. Yeah, no, so the beer was actually, I thought there'd be more money in beer, and there's traditionally tipping in beer, but it actually was less money because of that. So I ended up selling more, I made more money selling lemonade than I did beer, but I made more money doing mocha than any of it. But also, they didn't do mocha in Phoenix. 
They only did it at spring training in Tucson. A hundred percent. Well, and I think there's got to be something along the lines of, yeah, there, that's just, you're right. Dodger Stadium could do that well because especially we the have Sunday a games. Exactly. Our coffee out here, like, dude, just, yeah. I drink coffee all day, every day. Look at yeah, this. We're I both know. just sucking coffee right now. It's yeah. freaking one o'clock almost. So it's like, what are we doing? We're, we'll drink coffee. I'll, I'll drink it at night, dude. I can go to sleep yeah. on coffee. Yeah, I do too. What do you think got me into melatonin? My melatonin <laughs> lifestyle was me supporting my coffee lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, be, I dude, I I could see right now. I could see because you would uh, you would do exactly what you're doing and say it. I would never have more than three at a time, maybe uh, coffee people in the stadium and do have you got the back. Oh, I would stands. only want one on every level. Yes, and I think there's like three levels that you could do. This back, you got the whole back, you got the upper level, and you got the lower mm-hmm. level. They would always be coming back with empty trays. And yeah. everybody would make money. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah, Even exactly. Because also, like, when I started selling the beer, I noticed that nobody I was selling the beer with had their teeth. Like, yeah. All, you know, so you're just like... Dude, you're so right. Dude, and like, there was one guy that... Told me he's like you're the only guy that comes in here because like you have to bring your own money for change. You essentially you buy it from the stadium at a cheaper price than you sell it for. So when you show up, you're like, I'll take a case, and they're like, All right, cool, it's eighty bucks. There's eighty bucks, but you buy it, but you sell it for like one hundred twenty out there, or whatever. So you're not tipping anybody out then on those. No, so no, 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 because I would just be buying. But that was like, but those days it was just like literally a, a case. It was just like the. Rip open the cardboard of the case ice into and the throw thing. ice in it, and oh I'm just God. holding out the case, and would have to break down the cardboard and all the other stuff. Much different than the mocha scenario. But the guy told me, he's like, "You're the only guy that shows up with enough money to buy his first case." He's like, "Everyone else is like, they're in the hole, eighty bucks, and so they got to do that to make it back." And I'm just like, "But they're selling out there." And he's like, "Yeah, whatever they're doing, he's like, they all live in a like a hotel room together, and whatever they're doing at night leaves they're- them with zero. So collectively, yeah. they all have zero dollars. You look at those people daily, and I was like, "That's crazy." I got to get out of here before I become friends with any of these. People. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Don't let me go to their hotel. I don't oh, want to get." Oh, sucked I never in. saw the hotel. Yeah, <laughs> like it was. They were all awful, man. Yeah, I, I, you, I, you see those. I, I, those jobs are so funny though. When you're you're working a job and you're like, "Dude, this is good," and then you reflect on the peers that you're working with, and you're like, "Oh man, this is this is this is scary." I've been in some restaurants like that that. They, if that doesn't encourage you to like get the fuck out of what you're doing, mm-hmm. I don't think you'll ever. You're gonna end up like that if if you don't. You have to be around fun. people you want to be around. Yeah, most hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. That, I know it sounds like I said the same thing twice. No, but you have to be around people you want to be around. Right. Well, there's not a <laughs> coincidence. So you surround yourself with yeah. people like I do not like these people. Like or like I do not want to end up on their path. Yeah. You're like, oh well, then I got to leave. Yeah. Can't sell beers at the stadium then. Yeah. Mochas, definitely. For sure. I've, I've always seen... Had a great time with Mochas. I'm still friends with the Mocha people. Yeah. Well, because they're still doing successful things. <laughs> you yeah. Know? None of them are still in coffee, but I still, yeah. you know, I still talk to almost all of them. I still mourn when they pass, you know? like Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that happened, that happened recently. It was uh, a guy that I worked with, because there's like four that I really consider like my friends of that time period. Yeah. One of them passed last year. Oh, man. Yeah. Well. It happens. It's part of life. It's part of life. Yeah, it is. Dude. We're all going to pass at some point. I know. I actually, yesterday, I came home and I was like, I'm going to do something tonight. And I ended up watching the Bob Saget tribute. God. And isn't the Norm it... McDonald thing. Back to back. So I need to watch the Bob Saget 
tribute. It's on uh, Netflix, or yeah, is it okay? Netflix. And I did watch the Norm. Yeah, uh, that one's amazing. Um, but I do want to see the. the now the sad fr- part that I thought about watching these back to back is, if it had happened differently, Norm would have been at Saget's or Saget's would have been at Norm's. You know, like those are two best friends that died, and I'm wow. watching two separate circles of people. There's nobody that was doing both. And Norm wasn't at uh, Bob's. Yeah. No, 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 no. Neither were at either. Nobody that was on the either tribute was at either tribute. So like that's wild. It's almost yeah. The closest thing we have is I think Chappelle, did, yeah, uh, made a video. He was at Bob's service and talked, and they showed a video from Bob's service at the Bob Saget one. And Norm or, and Dave Chappelle was also in the room to, to discuss the Norm thing after. So I guess Dave Chappelle would be the the common thread. He's yeah. That's but the it's it, that is that's just super super ironic that that would happen. I I, I think. Also, it'd be it'd be a lot different. Like people are always mourn people when they pass, of course. But you kind of sometimes are happy that they pass in a way. Not that either of those two had bad things that would have came out about it. But I, I, I do, I do always think about like, what if this person had more time? Would they have done something like to mess up their? Those two couldn't have, I don't believe. Because they'd oh, already think in a totally different direction. Of if they had more time when they have it expressed things differently. But I was no, because like, I think like that's both did. I think that's what they norms both was. People yeah. they love each other a mm-hmm. lot, you know, like and so they both shouted out a lot of love. I think they were good. I don't like I said. I don't think those two are uh, the example I want. But I feel like there's some some entertainment. I, mean, I, I have industry. an example. I've used it on the podcast before. But David Bowie. Oh yeah. David well, Bowie uh, died before his legacy was destroyed. Yep. And well, it so even, easily could have been. And Mike, look at Michael Jackson. He didn't die before his legacy was destroyed. It's still there, but he also has like a mm-hmm. giant stain on it to where now there's documentaries about the proof and that, that, that it's oh, coming yeah. out. And then you go, what if he, I mean, <laughs> he couldn't have died early enough. He would have had to have died before he ever got out of the Jackson 5 if he wanted his life to not be... No, for touching kids. I know what part you're talking about. I still think, no, if he died right after Thriller. I don't know. Billie Jean is not my lover. That's basically him saying, I have a front (laughs) as a wife or a girl. And I, and I, and his name is Billy. Yeah. He's a child named Billy. (laughs) Ah, maybe. I guess so. I guess so. Although if they made. Michael Jackson's house, a thing you could pay $15 to do a tour in. Would Homie, you do it? If they would, if they made Michael Jackson's house Disneyland 2, everyone would still do it. Dude, I want to well, go. They would do it for the reasons that we that he is also. There's all kinds of it's like the history. legal and money reasons that they haven't done it. But I'm like, no, I want to go. I have watched so many YouTube videos on Michael Jackson and, and how, his house. I know, but how, okay, so then. I'm thinking of, I took one of a tour of his house during the pandemic so it's the empty. one that's in here yeah in, in la santa barbara oh you and that's where neverland ranch yeah, is. Neverland ranch was in santa barbara yeah i knew that so you actually got to go out no there? i watched a youtube video oh. that was two hours long of someone giving a tour of it marlon brando's son who so he spent time there and so he was able to be like this is the wall where michael <laughs> had all the tv set up this is where we do this there's that here's the closet Here's his bedroom. Here's the closet. Here's the door inside the closet that was hidden by clothes that was child size that he would show us to say in case anyone ever broke in. This is where we're going to hide. Oh, but yeah. then he would hang out with us in here. And you're like, yikes. 
That's what I'm saying, and that's what he. Yeah, that's that, and and that's what the, they even talked about in the that one uh, Michael Jackson documentary with the. the uh, that's what they all said. They mm-hmm. all said the exact same thing about that closet and that door. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw what it looks like now. It's in a, in a bare room, so it's not like it's a hidden door now. But it's also like, oh yeah, I would pay admission to go here and look at this. I remember There's the train, the train track, the train man, the train's like. It would go to his mom's house. The train would go to his mom's house. The train had three stops. His main house, his mom's house that was built on the property as well, and then where the theme park stuff was. Wow. That's just, see, that's just I mean, I've where always had a tra- clock made out of flowers. I've always dreamed <laughs> Yeah, dude. He's I rem- I do remember watching a, a documentary and it was before uh, any of the allegations of what he had done. And he was uh, and they were telling him that like his spending problem was so insane, but they said his money that comes in we can't really tell him to stop spending because if we just like basically locked him in a room for a week, he would be back in the positive. You know who else was that? Who Elvis? Yes, and th- and it makes sense because they're like that Elvis died with zero money in his bank. He was actually like overdrawn. That's but, th- but and then but now, a week later he would have been. Yeah, that's back. the thing is if you have fifty million coming in every week, that it doesn't matter because you're just like oh yeah no, no I'm never gonna get that far into the hole which is why his kids are insanely rich because they don't have his spending problem and they have that his money coming still in, comes in and it's still like gets divided amongst them and they're all adults so they get it like if you like i've looked up how much money they have and you're just like his son has a porsche problem where well, he, one's one of them's connected to michael jackson only one of them's connected to michael jackson well i mean his daughter i mean they're all connected to michael jackson right but prince blanket and paris yeah, well, oh, I mean, but um, no, not the kids. The one of Elvis's kids is connected to. Oh, Michael Jackson. yeah, yeah, she's yeah, double yeah. dipping. Yeah, yeah, Lisa, mm-hmm. or uh, no, well, uh, no, no, uh, they never had a kid. Lisa Marie and Michael Jackson never had a kid. But they, but they did they adopt a kid together. I don't think they did. I don't think they. I don't think there's one that's also getting Elvis money. Maybe not. Maybe not. Because there was that one really regular-looking woman. She's the one that gave birth to Paris. To all the Paris. Yeah. But there was never an adopted kid. Okay. I always thought that uh, uh, Lisa. That'd be crazy. Yeah. If you were like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm getting money from Elvis and My grandpa was Elvis and my dad was Michael Jackson. Yeah. Could you imagine? Because they, they, their houses in Beverly Hills are pretty close. They're right across the street from each other. Elvis's and uh, Michael Jackson's. I mean, if you go on the tour, I remember when that happened because I took the tour right after Michael Jackson had died, and they had all the memorabilia out there. And yeah, some Banksy went and spray painted a thing, or Banksy, who knows what the fuck, who did that? You know, they it's just crew. claim it. Yeah, it's a crew of them, dude. I've met Ninja Turtles. I, I've definitely, I've definitely met one of. I, I you met one of the Banksies? I was uh, so I was outside of the Improv over on Melrose, and you yep. remember that wall where it has the big thing that says L.A. Uh-huh. Made in L.A. Yeah. And they always tag it, and a lot of uh, artists go over there and tag it. Well, I would always park there and walk to the improv from, I think it's, I don't even know, I think it's Laurel. Um, and there's a tent, right? It looked like a homeless dude that was always staying in it. And one day, coming down the alley is a dude that's not homeless, definitely got, like, not looking nice, but he's he's looking like a normal dude, right? And he turns the corner. By the way, it's on Melrose, which is a very high fashion area. Yes. Like, so it's almost you're wearing, like, those casual clothes that cost thousands of dollars, but it looks casual? Yeah. That's the neighborhood that would, that would happen in any way. 100%. So you look at that, and it's like, 
Beverly Hills and, and West Hollywood combining at that point. And I turn the corner and that tent is set up. And I've seen it every day. I walk by it every day mm-hmm. to go to work. Open the tent, dude, and it is decked out with generators like so organized and mm-hmm. and and, and, I, and 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 then he you saw his his art supplies and all his mm-hmm. shit and and his little cot that he had set up and he was only there for probably a two-week period now yeah we know a bunch of homeless people stay yeah. in those areas this one was on crates below it so he was lifted up off the ground mm-hmm. and so you could tell it was like somebody that was doing it not a week later a giant banksy mural goes up on that wall on the other side and that guy's gone. And I'm like, oh, is this dude? This dude definitely painted that. And he was stationed right there with all the awesome. like. So it was. It was like, I, I know that that guy did. I For said it to some weird him. reason, in my head, he looks like Mac Miller. Yeah, he is. The guy I saw was a a, a taller uh, white dude. He had a hat on. And it was like forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, But he was normal dude, like clean jeans. That's why I was like, when I saw him turn the corner and start opening the tent, I was like. And, it, and you know, it was probably around six o'clock at night weird hmm. that's where i was like ah because we were always like who's tagging this yeah. i got off work at midnight never saw anyone tagging it i got to work at five every day no one's obvious you can't at that time yeah be tagging uh so huh. he had to be you had to be that close though you'd have to live that close to do that if you are banksy at this point in banksy fame you almost feel like you get permission from the city to be like, hey, listen, famous tiger. I'm going to be tagging from the these 90 minutes because I need to get in and out. Leave me alone. You have a thing that people will adore in your city. I don't not think that that's happening. I do believe that there are uh, organized uh, art that goes up. and they. If I was the mayor and I got that across my desk, I'd be like, yeah, do you need to make sure people don't walk down that street? Like, whatever whatever you need, Banksy. I want a Banksy in the city. Well, and you would have, I mean, most, uh, it, 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 even, even if just, it's a big city like this or a small city, you're like, I want a Banksy in my city. Dude, the, the, some of the art is like, you would pay a pretty penny to get that put on something. Yeah, people take those walls down and sell them for millions of dollars. Oh, 100%. Yeah, any of that stuff, too. Yeah. So I agree. I, it, but even that looks, it, that kind of art is like kind of my favorite installations that you see. I like that. I like Space Invader because I like 8-bit art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space Invader one that's not far from here. There's one over on Franklin, mm-hmm. uh, right by the UCB Theater. Uh, there's one above that. There's one, uh, I think there is one on uh, Melrose too. Over yeah, there's in, one on, um, down by the Cafe 101. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So he's got two right there. Then. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, I like that. I uh, see. I'm with you on that one. That would be the guy I would be. It's so. I love it. He obviously, can, he can the, make it. Yeah, it's obviously him. He can make it at home and then and just then just install wham, it. and it's done. Yeah, which I don't. Got to only take him a couple minutes. Yeah, because all I feel like all you'd have to do is have the correct, uh, paste yeah. or concrete to it, and then boom, yep, put it up exactly. And it's small it enough that you don't have to sit there and watch it and wait for it to do its thing. You're like, nope, glue. Tile, Bang. there. Later, guys. It's the perfect tag. That's what I would do. Yeah, because anybody else, they have to actually sit there and, and do it. And if you get rushed, you could not finish. Well, I think that's why Banksy's, so many of them look like stencil. They are, most definitely. But also because it's stencil, I feel like it cheapens it. Yeah, well, and and that's the, it does in a sense, 
but that's why I knew like what I was saying to be as organized as that mm-hmm. guy was that I saw he definitely had he's he 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 has a giant art studio somewhere yeah. oh, of course. to see what he so so to, for him like to make a stencil that big on some of his things would be really hard but not for a guy that has a giant studio and then you just have mm-hmm. huge squares like you said and There's he's a got lot a of team giant art spaces out here that are left alone Oh, yeah. It would be so easy for him to work out of here. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I should try to find a Banksy stencil and just spray paint it on my own wall as if Banksy came in here. And just just duplicate sh- one. That'd be funny. I bet you I could just buy one for 10 bucks of a mouse. Go, this part you paint black, this part you paint red. Go get your spray paint. Start going giving some homeless some cans. Just <laughs> <laughs> tell them. <laughs> and a stencil. <laughs> <laughs> They would turn around like Mad Max and just spray it straight in their mouth. They'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, they'd just start just trying to huff it some way. Yeah, these poor people. Yeah, well, would you say you're more Denver or New Mexico? Denver, for sure. Well, yeah. Uh, I grew up more, more of my upbringing in Colorado. But Denver, I'm less Denver because I grew up in small town Colorado. Wait, so you're Colorado Springs then? No. Pagosa Springs. That's how small. Pagosa Springs. Yeah. That sounds like where that's where cars live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Radiator Springs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pagosa Springs. Uh they're known for their natural healing waters. So we have the hot springs. I mean, there. I don't wanna ruin your whole thing, but all of Colorado is known for their natural springs and water and rocks. It's true, but we're we're the only ones that have like a, a spring in our town. It's like there's not the only one, but we have like a forty tubs right off the river. So like Oprah has uh, a room in our resort. It's right on that river. She just has all the time. She like just has it. They, she came in when they built it, and she did her tour of like top places in the world to go. Mm-hmm. And she just happened to stop in and loved it so much that when she came back, they had built a room for her. Were you around when that happened? Yeah, I was in the school. I, I had just gotten out of uh, high school. Wait, but like, so did you get to watch Oprah do Oprah things? What do you mean, like at, in my town? You know, I mean, yeah, like, were you able to, like, witness Oprah be like, I like this. I like to do something for this. Or was it more like, I'm Oprah and I'm going to take this whole thing over. Like, she, I'm curious if she came in like a human trying to help the scenario or like. No, she came in and ha- because she had written such a great review on our small little town, no one knew she was there. Right. Yeah. She was there. She was out. Nobody know Oprah's there. She's, she's, she's not going to let you know. You find out because you see her. But yeah. like she's a mythical creature. If you let if, if, the, if our town knew that anybody even lesser than Oprah was coming, they would all fucking swarm like I, heathens. It, I worked in a building that we rented out all these. It was they were the size of sound stages, but they were for fo- photo booths or photo um, shoots. Yeah. I mean, so it would be like the Rolling Stones are shooting an album cover on that stage. Don't go in it. And there'll be like guards on it or whatever. Like it was like that kind of thing. There was one day I showed up and like at the door, there was somebody that was just like, is he cleared? And someone's like, he's fine. And I'm like, all right, what's going on? And like Oprah was in that day. Dude, and yeah. only a couple times was it like I was stopped at the door to be like, are you cleared? And every time you're like, what is going on in there? Dude. So I worked the Academy Awards um, and they had me on like the third floor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was a bartender. And I get up there, and by the time I get up there, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't, we don't, we're kind of full here. If you just want to, like, go ask uh, another area mm-hmm. if they need help. Well, I'm not dumb, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going down to the first floor, right? So I went down to the first floor, and I, and that's where all the big ones, the red carpet comes mm-hmm. in off of that, and that's how they get yeah. sat off that floor. 
So I'm like, hey, they told me to come down here and uh, and, and, and Trey pass the drinks for you guys. And they're like, really? Like, okay, I guess. I totally had to take a lesser job. Yeah. They had their bartenders, obviously, yeah. and they were like the OGs that got to work that. So I was like, all right, cool. So I'm sitting there pa- passing. I saw everybody, right? Yeah. Well, during a commercial break, if you're left out in the main room, they won't let anybody back in, mm-hmm. and that's why they have feet, uh, seat fillers, yeah. uh, so that after the break, then they can go sit that back down. Well, I'm standing there, I'm watching it, uh, I'm, I'm, like there's no one out there. I freaking turn to my right, dude. Oprah's standing right next to me, mm-hmm. and I I went to like say something. I had no idea. I was like, uh, I was like, I'm going. That was one of the biggest moments where like. She does. She sucks the air out of you, dude. Like it's, a, it's like a mythical creature. You, yeah. I saw Oprah, and I'm like, I'm going to get fired. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm standing here just watching that because the TV yeah. is like showing what's going on, and literally, dude. Like there is an aura around that woman that like makes you just like it is. It, it, it's not. It's. It, but it, I mean, it's something like I don't know. There's not very many people that have that. In, I had in, that moment with Tom Cruise. Okay. Well, they're, they're, but that's that yeah. level of people. You know? I was working bartending at a catering event. It was a private party in this mansion. Uh, it was so like it was a lot of celebrities in the house, and like whoever they wanted to bring or whatever. Right. And no one told me that Tom Cruise was at the party. You know, like and I didn't recognize almost anybody. I was uh, like, that guy looks like Ed Helms. I'm like, yeah, you just served Ed Helms, and I was like, <laughs> that's cool. You think that's really him? Like, yeah, no, that's really Ed Helms. We're telling you, we're not asking. You know. Like, <laughs> And then, of course, there was no, like, that guy looks like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise comes up, and he was with Katie Holmes at the time. So Katie Holmes was with him, and I was just like, oh, my God. And he's, like, talking to me. And I'm just like, that's, that's it's weird, dude. Yeah, and then, like, he was done talking, and I realized he ordered a drink, and I didn't listen at all. And I had to tell him. I had to be like, hey, I'm so sorry. I didn't. I was, the whole time I was thinking, I can't believe this is actually you, and I didn't listen to a word you said. And can you please repeat your order? And he said, I asked for two waters. Avery Ross, if you love him like I do, you can follow him on Instagram at A V R Y R O S S. Avery Ross. And I met him because I started working at The Third Wheel. It's a comedy uh, black box theater out here. It's only like a mile from my place. So I started volunteering there, and I've been doing it for almost a year now. They've been open for almost a year. And everybody who I didn't know already, I knew a couple people when I walked in the door. But everybody I met was just super cool and like-minded and like, let's do some comedy shows. And I don't have enough of them on here. And even though Avery's one of the founding people, there's four people that founded it, and I want to have all of them on the show eventually, and he's the first of the four that I have. Um, I don't want to ruin it by giving some names away, but, you know, they'll, they'll come on. We'll talk about it. I didn't talk to him about starting the theater, but he's just so easy to talk to. He goes on stage and just riffs hilarity all the time. And so I just brought him on. It was almost like an improv game, you know, where we just kept the ball in the air and just kept it going, but also... You know, we didn't feel the pressure to make it funny. We felt the pressure to make it interesting and about us and to learn about each other. And I loved it. I love this episode. I love every conversation with Avery. And I love that Avery is a guy that every time you say goodbye to him, he wants to let you know, hey, I love you. Seriously. Love you. Take care of yourself. You know, like all that stuff. And it's 
It's great. We don't do that enough. I watched the Bob Saget tribute on Netflix. I talked about how he was a guy that would do that all the time. And then I watched the Norm one right afterwards, <laughs> the Norm's last special on Netflix. And they talked about how he did that once he, they, he found out he was sick. And, you know, it's just cool to have people in life that just do that. You know, Michael Tiemont reached out to me this week and was like, hey, I don't think we say I love you to, to each other enough. And, you know, I love Michael Tiemont. And it was great to, to have that conversation and talk to him like that. I do that with Cameron Hood, former guest. Should have him back. Always have great conversations. Love him dearly. You know, like we make sure to go out of our way to say I love you to each other. It's important. Jericho Davidson. Love him. Just a big love off. Um, <laughs> I know. It's funny. It's like my family's just like, and? And it's like in my mind, it's like, of course. Yeah, I love my family. I love Jim. I love Chris, Marie, my dad, all of that stuff. All that's in there. But, but it would, you know, like you grow up saying I love you to your family and you grow up not saying I love you to your friends. And so it's great to see that transition of like, no, 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 where your friendship and family sort of blends together in a very, I mean, Jericho way, Jericho and I have talked about it. We are like, no, man, like there's a brotherhood here deeper than just, just family, you know, deeper than just friendship. We just, you know, like going to celebrate your whole life with you. And that's like, it's just cool. It's cool. And it's cool. It's like I met Avery a year ago and it was, um, you know, a couple months in. He was like, no, 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 no. I love you. We're brothers forever. Like this is what's happening. You're like, cool. Love it. And that I think is kind of the third wheel vibe. And I've laughed all this before. Of course, I think that and love that place because I've been accepted into that area. But I feel like I hope everyone's getting that. And if you don't, you know, I'll, I'm willing to talk to anybody that's like, oh, no, I feel on the outside of it. You're welcome on the inside of it. You know, like I, I've never seen anybody get excluded from that unless they seemed really aggressive. And at that point, if they just put their defenses down and said, no, you know, I want to be in on this, we'd take them in, you know? Hey, it's about being funny, loving each other. That's what it's about. Um, so, yeah, love the episode. Great episode. There it is. Hope you guys enjoy it. I don't know who I have on next week. I'm at this point again where I'm like, I ran out of episodes in the can. So who knows? I don't know. But I'm, it'll be somebody. It will be somebody. Uh, and, of course, this week is the last episode of Kenobi. And there's a rumor that it's going to be very long. So for all I know, next week's episode is going to be me explaining Kenobi. <laughs> um, you can listen to me doing an episode guide of the Star Wars show Kenobi on my other podcast, Is This The Way? So, guys, as always, you can follow me at Aaron M. Marsh on everything, Venmos, PayPals. The Star Wars podcast got a couple of Venmos this last week, and Andy got very excited by it, and now he wants to plug Venmos on everything. Um, at Aaron M. Marsh on everything, as always, uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Mm -hmm.